The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Ogbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den. Kuwale Ogbayani, Alan Mia. Got a packed show for you today as it's Thursday heading into the weekend. Definitely talk some University of Hawaii men's basketball and also play some um, clips from our media scrum the other day with head coach Aran Ganat and also Jovan McClanahan. Don't forget, they're rocking the amazing throwbacks. So you want to be in the building for that. Um, as we were talking before the break about our, our rant, Alan. I don't know if that our basketball talk will turn into the rant about, I'm just going to, anybody make t-shirts? Let's just like... We're just going to design our own since certain things aren't available for us to get yet. But <laughs> make a Kelly Green t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, I have like the Kelly Sheridan Green one. But like just the design that they have on the jerseys that they're going to debut tonight. It's like, I want that one. Yeah, it was a pretty big mistake that they don't. I, I think they have them as, if I, did I read it right? Pre-sale only. But then how does, what does that mean? But then it doesn't tell you when it's going to ship. Yeah. Is it like going to ship like next year? And I'm like, well, why do I want it now? Because they're going to come out with a new one. Anyways, we'll, we'll we'll probably end up ranting about that when we get into our UH doing UH kind things. Pretty much, that's exactly what's going on. Well, we can get to the UH a little later. Want to first give a shout out to a lot of what happened in our basketball, OIA girls basketball. You guys did good. I know it was a fun game. So I love how you said I know. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I know. Guess I didn't need to mention it. <laughs> Oh, my bad. <laughs> I didn't even catch myself there. I don't know what I was thinking just now. You know what? You know what was happening? Like when I was again, I'm being transparent with everybody, and we're starting the show off like this. I got a little thrown off because I put my notes on uh, my iCloud, and so just so that wherever I am, I can like, if I think of something, I put it on my phone, and then oh, updates you quickly really jot it down and yeah. Okay. So like, it, and then it updates. But when I initially opened my computer and opened my notes, I opened it, and then. I guess it's an update and then it was on and I had a lot of notes and it opened and it wasn't my notes. It was like the unsaved version. And I was like, uh, and then I closed it and then opened it again and then it's there. So that was going on as you said that. So I was just like, I know. (laughs) I was like, oh, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. That's what was going on. But fortunately, I do have some of my notes here as like I was going to be like a deer in a headlight. Like, uh, all right, let's go. Let's do this off of memory off of. Yeah. Just. But anyways, Pearl City beating Castle 39-32 for the Division 2 OIA Girls Basketball Championship. And on the Division 1 side, Campbell coming out on top over Moana Lua 28-22. Such a good crowd there at Moana Lua. I mean, it was loud. I'm sure you could hear it on the mics last night because, you know, everyone listening right now tuned in. Because, <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> you, you were that good. <laughs> No. no, 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 no. I, I, I kid. I knew, I knew exactly what you were dealing with. I, I just caught you at the right time I know, saying that. When I wasn't completely listening yeah. to what you were saying, and I'm just like, like sure, okay, no. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was a really, really good game. And actually, we have some clips, some post game clips from the head coaches. Uh, first, we'll start off with Pearl City head coach Kyle Martin just talking to our Paul Brecht on, yeah, his initial thoughts on winning the Division Two championship. Coach, first half, you guys really uh, played well. 
seven assists on 11 made field goals, passed the ball well, got out in transition, played good defense, and not only did you t force turnovers, but they were live ball turnovers. What went into that first half plan uh, to, to jump out to the lead that you guys did going into the locker room? Uh, yeah, so our identity, our identity, we really try to base it off of defense. So for us, it's defending the ball, and like you said, try to force some turnovers, get a good momentum going. And it really worked in the first half. We were able to overplay some passing lanes, uh, front the post, so they couldn't get it into their good post player all the time. Uh, it worked out. Uh, second half was a little bit more of a struggle, but yeah, it worked out for us. Yeah, that first half, you guys kept Tini off the board, and then that the second half, she kind of started to get going there. Uh, you guys held off that avalanche uh, until the end there. It got a little bit tense, a little uh, nerve-wracking for Chargers fans probably. Uh, what are you telling your girls down the stretch to kind of keep them calm and pull that one out? Uh, at all the timeouts I, I, we started to take, it was just stick to our basics. Block out, rebound, pivot, you know, all the fundamentals that they know. Because, I, yeah, I think we got a little bit excited, a little nervous. And like I said, Teeny, she was starting to bang us, get going. She was getting going. Uh, it was just every time, just reset, relax, do our thing, and trust the process. And then, obviously, this is a championship. What does it mean to end the, the league play season? I know, you know, state tournament and whatnot is still coming up, but to end league play at the very top of OIA Division II, uh, what does it mean to win this championship? Oh, it, it's awesome. And it goes, it's all our girls' work, right? It's all our girls' work. We told them from day one. Uh, our expectations are high, set our goals high. We talk about team goals every week in our journals, and it was just eyes on the prize. So it's just so fulfilling, you know, to know that we got it done. And again, that was Pearl City Chargers head coach Kyle Martin. Uh, their team won the Girls Basketball Division II OIA Championship 39-32 over Caso. Shiley Canlin led the Chargers with 13 points and 13 rebounds. I mean, she was a dominant force and amazing to watch. Malia Tini for the night side uh, led them with 12 points and 16 rebounds and actually didn't pick up until the second half in, in terms of scoring. I think if you guys listened yesterday, I kept saying she, she was listed as a leading scorer in the stats via scoring live. And it was, yeah, she just couldn't get anything in. And it wasn't for a lack of getting good looks or good shots. She just, it, it's one of those, like, when you're right under the basket and it's just short, like, you just need a little more money to get it up and bank it off the backboard. But she started feeling it in the second half. I think on the halftime, I, I was saying that this is the time when I'm sure the Knights uh, head coach needs to talk to his player. It's someone who's used to, to consistently scoring. You just need to make sure they don't get down on their themselves. Because you could tell her body language was a little, um, she was getting a little down, not making any points in that first half, but was able to pick it up a little later. All right, and looking over to the Division One side, Campbell, who we talked highly about after we saw them play against Radford, and we covered that game here on HSRN, uh, beating Moanalua 28-22. And actually, they almost like let Moanalua in the game. They were doing a phenomenal job. I mean, if you watch this Campbell offense, Actually, both. And we say it time and time again. Their offense, they just work well together. They were making their outside shots. I believe their first two shots that they made of the game were back-to-back -back threes. And 
it, it was kind of towards, and then their defense just kind of swarms on you and it gets a little frantic. If you're the opposing team, you get kind of like nervous and it throws you out of your rhythm because they just close in on you really, really uh, quickly. And it's kudos to them and kudos to head coach Jasmine Corpuz for really getting her team to play defense the way that they do. And actually she was asked about her thoughts following the game and, and asked specifically about that defense and then how they were able to shut down uh Shiloh Lee Lee of Moana Lua, who was like almost, I think, a head taller at least than any of the Campbell players. Wow. So they were able to shut her down. And then she was, this is what she had to say post game. Coach, first half, you guys really uh, played well. Seven assists on 11 made field goals, pass the ball well, got out in transition, played good defense. And not only did you t force turnovers, but they were live ball turnovers. What went into that first half plan uh, to, to jump out to the lead that you guys did going into the locker room? Uh, yeah, so our identity, our identity, we really try to base it off of defense. I messed so up on that one. <laughs> you can actually play it off the computer. I have it on there. Okay. In the download. Let me go. Let me go put Let it go over there. Put this in here. My bad. Live radio, folks. <laughs> Let's try this. Let's try this one more time. Uh, I know it's correct on that end. <laughs> I. Oh man. I cannot preach enough about our defense, and uh, I get onto these girls every day, every day about defense. Defense is our bread and butter. We have the personnel to do it. We kind of have to build on that strength. That's our strength. So. Um, we work on a lot, work on a lot of defense, work on a lot of, you know, moving our feet, working on a lot of being able to stay in front of the ball, uh, put a little pressure on, on the offenses and um, playing team ball. That's really what it comes down to. We have the girls to do it, play high and, and, and the girls got each other's back. And tonight, from the brain farts to the to the divots, to the ups and downs, the girls stuck together. And, and that's what we kind of been preaching. You know, every day has been us versus us. And hats off to Moana Lua. They, they gave us a challenge and, and, they, and they pressured us and they made us think and we haven't had that in a while. Um, but I'm super proud of the girls. Super proud of the girls for staying in it, sticking to what we know, staying within ourselves um, and just battle, battle. Uh, like the last several possessions, you know, you guys weren't able to score either. So um, how big was that, especially in transition when they were trying to move the ball up? You guys were just right there every time. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, it's been a situational thing in practice, you know, because we know that as it coming coming to the postseason, going into the state tournament, all the teams are tough. Um, tonight, Monolo was tough, made us think. So situational basis, like we got to be able to um, handle the pressure, handle the ball, and and still capitalize on 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 the possessions that we have. Tonight, we you know tonight we were up and down on a possessional thing, like capitalizing, but we were able to make it up on the defensive end, and and that's what we've been preaching. You know, defense, we kind of have an off off defensive game. There's no, there's no off days on defense. Offense will come. We'll have off days on offense, but defense got to be the same. Anything else? Yeah. Can I go enjoy with my girls? And perfectly said. Perfectly said by Coach Jasmine Corpuz, head coach of Campbell girls basketball team as they beat Moana Lua 28-22 to win the Division II title. Julian Parado led the Sabres with 8 points and 11 boards. On the Nominehune side, uh, Acacia Mateo led with 10 points and 9 rebounds. I just love, I, 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 
I love it's all business, and then as soon as it was done, she's like, uh, "Can I go now? Can I can I go hang out with my girls? Yeah, and celebrate and that, my that, girls." That's why it was funny because, <laughs> and that's why I say like sometimes the post game like to get the coaches, and, and it's mainly yeah they just want to go say hi to family, uh, yeah celebrate with their team, but you know the media obligations and apologize to all the coaches. We gotta swarm you, but hey, it's part of the job, and so that we can share it with all all your post game interviews with the beautiful people. They want to know what you have to say. So yeah, we um, want we want the raw emotion because I don't think a lot of fans get to, to experience. It's like your 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 initial thoughts right after it, but we understand as media folks though we understand you know you, you guys want, you, you know irritating. you get it gets irritating because you want to go celebrate with the kids you want to live in the moment with them it's it's their hard work that really led to it um, I always say it's it's when I coach it's it's their hard work it's my sacrifice because I got to sacrifice time with my family I got to sacrifice you know uh, time for my own job and whatnot but then it's their hard work that gets you. Uh, to where you are and so congratulations to the girls it was just funny to hear uh coach Corpus kind of be like can I go celebrate with my <laughs> girls now because that's a that's the raw emotion right there and yeah I love and it. actually the the second uh, the last portion of that interview she was asked about how I mentioned before we went to that interview asked about how they were able to shut down Shiloh Li'ili who is again like a head taller than all of her players on defense and plays down low and she basically said that um, she knows that and she said the line she said the ILH has bigs the outer island has bigs so they needed to know how to shut down a true big as they prepare for the state tournament and I mentioned it on the broadcast and and She's not she's not downplaying how like aggressive and I think the old, the best word I can describe it if you're from an opposing team standpoint how irritating playing against their defense is cuz they're just quick they and they close in on you really fast and anytime Lee Lee would bring the ball below her waist like I swear it was like three Campbell girls are like already like trying to swipe at it and then she just gets all flustered can't get it back above her head and it just gets yeah, you just get too flustered if you're playing against this Campbell defense. And kudos to Coach Jasmine Carpoos because she's right. In basketball, especially at this level on offense, you just never know what kind of game you're going to have. I mean, such a low-scoring game for this Campbell team who can make those outside shots. Twenty Again, only winning 28-22. Granted, they did start to use up the clock in the end, kind of slow it down a little bit, which I don't know if I completely agree with because once this team, like, gets in a rhythm and gets on their run, like, there's no catching them whatsoever. They're they're going to be a, a team to uh, mess with, which, by the way, in other news, we talked, we broke this last, during the broadcast last night, the uh, Kamehameha actually clinched the state tournament berth for the ILH after they beat top-ranked Marino 44-39. So Marino, who has been kind of the talk of the town this whole season, are it's out. Two losses in a row because didn't, they didn't they get upset by Iolani the other week too? Yeah, so they were still at the top, but because they lost to Kamehameha, they're officially out of the state tournament. That's wow. I know. As, I'm wearing my As you're wearing your Marino <laughs> shirt. Um <laughs> You know, it's it, yeah, you're right. I remember all year long, you kind of just been made like, this Marinol team is special. Like, this Marinol team is good. But it just shows you, you know, no matter how good you are, it's it's all about runs. It's a game of runs. And if you're on the wrong side of that run, it, it has the ability to to be detrimental, even if it, if you're thinking in terms of, oh, there's only a couple more games left. We got this in the, you know, we mailed it in. So long as we don't, you know, go on this, you know, a little bit of a bump here. And, and just sure enough, they went on that bump. And unfortunately, those girls must be heartbroken right now. My hearts are out for those girls. Because they were probably thinking, starting to think it too, like midway through that year. Like, this is our year. Eh, they won a state championship recently. 
Share the wealth. I know. Share it. Even though chances don't, are. You're not Mililani JV soccer. Yeah. Share the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> Mililani, you don't need to share. <laughs> Which is funny because, uh, you know, Kyle and I were talking in the parking lot after it and Felipe Ojastro from Spectrum, he kind of like drove past us. This is that like long after the broadcast ended. And uh, if people don't know, Felipe is a Moana Lua grad. So he was passing by us and he's like, hey, get out of my hood. <laughs> and then I looked at him. I was like, hey. Who won soccer on Saturday? <laughs> it's so funny to joke about that stuff, like, because we're all friends and in, in Hawaii, you know, what school you went matters. So it's just always fun to throw jabs at each other. Like, hey, that's, where, that's why I put it in the bill. Yeah, that's why I put it in the billboards, you know, because those four words, it, it, it's truly a special meaning out here in this state. And something like <laughs> it caught me off guard when I first moved out here almost 20 years ago. I was like, what? Uh, like, why would I? Why, why do we care about high school? Yeah. But but as you you live here long enough, you understand the tradition, the traditions, and and the passion in the heart, and and the, I love it. Yeah, guys, uh, take a break real quick. But when we come back, we will have a little bit of a wrap up with the girls basketball championships. As we, I need to do some a few more shout outs, uh, and then tell you what's coming up and Rainbow Warrior basketball discussion also coming up next on Wake Up in the Den. Hashtag, I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How funny. We were talking about OIA Girls Basketball Championships. Again, Pearl City taking the D2 crown and Campbell taking the D1 crown. Uh, the HHSAA State Tournament will be next week. But also on here, right here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network, we will have the boys basketball semifinals on D- Division One semifinals on Monday and on Wednesday we will have the Division One and Division Two championship games. Uh, Kyle Galdera and Paul Brecht will bring you the action for that, and we will be out at Radford. But real quick, just to wrap up our girls basketball discussions, I want to give up a shout out to a, a few players, and I, I think I'm coining this. Like I feel like in high school sports, this would be. We got we got to, we got to find a sponsor for this, Alan. I want to give out like the hustle award because we always talk about right. We talk about the best player or the player of the game, and and chances are it always goes to the the winning team, and as it should, you know, you want to give the player of the game to the winning team, but so you can't knock like the team that doesn't win and they always hustle. But that's sort of your most inspirational award. Yeah. They don't have that here. Not really. So, like, when I was in high school, that was also renamed the Alan Mia Award um, because you're there was a, everyone was better than me. I just outworked you. Just gotta, you. Yeah, you just got to <laughs> hustle, and that's the thing. When I, after doing like these games for girls basketball, because clearly we're not we're not biased either way. Obviously, when we do Hawaii Pacific University broadcast, we're cheering for HPU, and our player of the game is always going to go to like the HPU player. But in the circumstance where we cover OIA or this the state championship games, you know, we're 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 cheering for lack of a better term for for both squads. You know, we don't have we're not 
bias either way. So when I look at the breakdown, I'm like, you know what? I want to give out Hustle Awards. So if you didn't tune in last night, our Hustle Award for the Pearl City and Castle Knights game, I gave it to Madison Kong. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just guard like little thing but she was just hustling her booty off and she took kind of like a hard charge and was limping around a little bit and then like even on like it took her a little while to kind of get back into the groove but even limping and all she was just it was almost like after she got hit like she was just going crazy and really started to take over the game so that's who gets it from the castle knights again they did fall to pearl city but she gets the hustle award and also Got to give another. I mean, I mentioned this during the broadcast, but I know Alan didn't hear it. Uh, the castle had a six-one center, Presley Gibson, who is the granddaughter of Hawaii Pacific University Athletics Director Dr. Debbie Snell. So oh. Dr. Debbie was there, and she texted me. Uh, she was sitting Wait, across. Her granddaughter the bus. lives here, or, or they all moved. I, I, guess, I they, guess they, yeah, they, moved. yeah, they moved here. So she was. She's the tall. If you've watched Castle play, if anybody listening, the she's the tall center, and um, she she'll get better, but. Yeah, she te- Dr. Oh. Debbie texted me. I'm like, oh, what grade? Freshman. Oh, wow. So, but yeah, really that means t- the whole family came I with know. Dr. Debbie's like, now. All right. So, she, right. yeah, so shout out to her. And of course, Dr. Debbie, as we love her and ho- working with the Hawaii Pacific University. And on the Namenehune side, sorry, I just said the, the twice. Technically, <laughs> on Namine side, uh, again, they lost to Campbell 28 22, but I have to give it out. The Hustle Award. I'm going to name this like the Ugbayani Hustle Award, Cause especially when it comes to basketball. Because same thing. I wasn't a baller. I wasn't the best basketball player. But I always came off the bench. I started quite a few games as well because, yeah, just outwork everyone, played good defense, and I could catch and shoot. Don't ask me to dribble. <laughs> could catch and shoot. That's about it. Dribble with your feet. Yeah. Nope. That's kickball. Get, oh, no, can't do that. <laughs> um, all right. So for the nom- for Namenehune, I'm going to give it to Jamie Smith. And if again, if you listen to the broadcast, Jamie Smith, anybody that knows Jamie Smith, girls basketball player at Moanalua, tell her she and whoever teaches her, tell her she is doing an excellent job boxing out. <laughs> Uh, that's a big deal, especially in high school basketball, like to learn how to back box out. And actually on Castle's side, I think if they boxed out more, they could have got a lot more rebounds and had a lot more opportunities in the Division Two game. But for Moanalua, Jamie Smith, I was just watching her. Every time the ball goes up, she's like finding the man or girl closest to her and boxing her out every time, getting rebounds. And that's the stuff you, you can teach it, but you really can't teach it because some a lot of times – Players know like listen. So actually, I I played my sophomore year high school basketball, and um, it's funny. One of my claim to fames is is because one I didn't play much because again I'm four foot nothing. Literally, I was under five feet when I was a sophomore in high school, and we were playing a a preseason tournament against Artesia High School. At that time, Artesia was nationally ranked. It's like a nationally ranked program. They're coming off a couple national championships uh, in the high school level, and. Uh, so you got to imagine these are all like six foot two, six foot three kids already in high school. Yeah. You know, they got great size. And uh, here I come in. We're getting smashed. And uh, 
And uh, they're just like, okay, mop up time. Alan, go in. I was like, okay. You know, I'm like, well, I don't even know what I'm doing here, but I'm but, but I'm here. And uh, I remember uh, there was a shot put up, and I literally hit hit the boards, and I, and I boxed out this big dude. <laughs> and, and literally, it saved us from having to run that game. There was a couple of times during the season where literally stuff I did prevented us from having to run after the gym because my coach was hard. Like if we, we if we got embarrassed because we weren't doing things the right way or we you know we we did things just like we made a lot of mistakes, like we didn't go home right after the game. We got back. We got straight on the bus. We went back to the gym and we ran and we we ran we ran and we ran and we ran. And so there's that one time though because I got that rebound. I boxed that dude out. I got low and I just pushed. Hey. I, I I sealed him off and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed as hard as I could and I was able to get the rebound. And, uh, and a lot of times running. you either get the rebound or you're going to force the other player to go over your back yeah. and then you draw the foul. So it, it, it works like, you know, 99% of the time it works all the time. It, 99, <laughs> what is it? 100% of the time it works all the time. But here's the, here's the crazy thing about it. it. It's boxing out. It's an art, but it's not an art. All you really do, it's about positioning. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how big or small you are. Yeah. It's all about your positioning. You get the right positioning. You have the first quick step to get to the position first. You're going to win every time. I shouldn't say every time because there are anomalies, but you're going to win majority <laughs> yeah. of the time. And, or, or like you said, they're going to have to come over the top of you. You get fouls. But that's how, like, if you're not a big player and you're not a scorer, yep. that's how you help your team. Because let me tell you something. Rebounds, whether on the defensive side, but especially on the offensive side, are just as valuable as points scored from the offensive standpoint. Oh, yeah. And especially I remember when we used to play a lot bigger players, like when we played Kahuku, that was, that's what it was all about. Like our coach would drill it into us like box out, box out, box out. And so if you guys ever listen to our broadcast when I'm on there, it's like my biggest things are boxing out and free throws. And last thing with our uh, why it matters, last thing for our girls basketball, because Castle, they could have made, I think they made one of 20 free throws oh and they only lost by a little bit of points wow so free throws matter people all right when we come back we will talk uh, university of hawaii men's basketball on wake up in the den To all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbiani, Alan Mia. As we're all doing all right. It's not Alan just me, me then. It's just Alan it's Mia just hitting today. wrong buttons over here. Kule putting in wrong interviews and the wrong cart number is hey, that's what happens here. <laughs> but I hope are you not entertained? Oh, that's too funny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know All what right. happened there. Anyways, got to, it's kind of a long interview, but um, here we go. Where This is University of Hawaii men's basketball head coach Ron Ganat talking, one, about the throwbacks, the throwback jerseys that they will debut tonight, and, of course, going into their games coming up tonight and on Saturday, and here's Coach Ganat. When did you finally, when did you come up with this idea for the retro night, and uh, how did you end up picking this style of uniform and what era? Uh, well, I think we've always tried to sprinkle it in over the years. This is the second time we've done the retro uniforms. Um, the first time was, I think, during the 100th anniversary, which goes into, and not just me, our guys are historians of the program. And 
Just to talk about that, I haven't said in a couple of years, but obviously it's kind of the line has been to build for the future. You got to honor your past, to honor your past. You have to know your past. And so every year we start off with these guys now call it the history lesson. And now a lot of the vets who've been in our program will jump in before I finish it because they know the story. And we're just trying to add add to the story. So. Um, the 100th anniversary was the first time we, you know, did the retros, and that was kind of a 90s theme. And we wanted to keep bringing something like that back, and we'll do that more in the future as well. And this time we did it with kind of a 70s theme. So, um, you know, when they saw when you showed it, when we showed it to them a couple of weeks ago, they were excited about that, and I think people are excited about that. So, and we got to do our part to continue to honor the great tradition we have here: former players, former coaches, great teams, and um, I think that's why these guys play with such great pride as well. Are you going to wear Riley's fly out of here. All right, what? Are you going to wear Riley's green jacket? No, only, you know, you got to know where you're good and where you're not. Only he could pull that off. <laughs> well, throw it off. <laughs> pull it off, throw it off. I mean, he's, uh, well, I mean, obviously we've honored Coach and a lot of the coaches we've had here. So he's a, he's a awesome, as we know. What's your favorite, uh, I guess, aspect of this uniform visually? Uh, it's a good question. Well, I always I like that it touches on a, a couple things. You know, there's the obviously you, you know it's the '70s theme. It doesn't quite have the line under right, like mm-hmm. the early '70s, but it still has some of that. I like that it says the rainbows. I like the rainbow colors on the side. I just like them all, to be honest. And you know, you look over and you see there's plaques leading up to our locker room for a reason. But there have been such great uniforms and designs that have really tried to, you know reflect uh, this beautiful state and obviously our program and athletic department and things like that in different ways. And so some years you've combined parts of them and you can do that, but there's a lot we have ideas for in the future as well. So um, I think it's pretty cool. I, I think these guys do too. How important was it to get those four colors right? Like those are the four vintage UH rainbows. You could have gone with a rainbow thing, but those are the four colors that people who've grown up with the rainbows know. Well, if we're going to honor the past, we better get everything right. I mean, there's some cases where you can touch on different styles from different years, but there's certain things that you got to stick with the hits, right? And that was a hit, and so we're in, in honoring, like you said, the authenticity. Vaughn's really kind of taking his, his game up to the next level here. How much did you see maybe knowing that he and Munoz were going to battle out all year for playing time really fuel his offseason, or was it just he wanting to kind of get better? I think it's a bunch of those things you mentioned. You know, iron sharpens iron. Those guys battled each other in the offseason, and that helped each other. Um, they were going into it battling. We thought we could play them together at times, too. And then, um, you know, rising to the occasion, one guy goes down, and someone has to step up. I know we've said next man, every man. In this case, it has been every man for our team. And certainly, he's been a big part of that. And you could see how Juan, who's going through, who has had been going through a tough time, puts his effort into giving him support and helping our guys. That's a great testament to his character. Uh, the other part is he's his third year in the program. It's his fourth year in college. Things have slowed down for him uh, in terms of the game has slowed down for him. He's seen things. He's a, a monster worker that deserves every bit of success that comes his way. And not just you see the numbers offensively, but he's always been a pit bull defensively. His leadership's improved. Um, his winning plays, his 50-50 balls, and I think he's a big part of our identity. Have you seen a guard at his size be so comfortable going in there and banging with the big guys, whether that's finishing, but always he can get down on the block and he seems to be just as 
comfortable there? Well, well it's a, again a testament to his character and his toughness and his strength and his confidence and those breakthroughs have happened for him as well. Um, he's always been a confident player, but uh, he works a lot. He works out a lot. He puts a lot of time in, and sometimes those guys get used to finding ways to play against some bigger guys, and that's what you're seeing here. You've talked about uh, certain players having breakthroughs. Bernardo in the second half especially uh, yep. being what, finished with 19 points, but took over the game really. So uh, do you feel like that was a huge breakthrough for him? Yeah, breakthroughs can be a game-to-game. -game. It could be different times in the year for different guys. Sometimes it can be within the same game. Um, you know, I think our team, and we said this earlier here, have done a really good job responding the next day, which is a good quality. But this game goes up and down, and you have to respond in the moment. I think that's where we made a, a better move in the last month or six weeks. And certainly Bernardo, you know, it's very difficult to have a, a tough first half and come back on the road and have one of your best halves. That's a credit to him, and that's a breakthrough. And he should um, continue to, you know, like we, we've always said, we like where he's at, we like where he's headed. He's still a young player who's a really good player now, and I think the, it's going to be fun to watch him continue to grow. What did you see in your guys after that UCI loss? Because they used to get more lapses than probably you ever had. And yeah. I mean, we said what we said. Like, that was one of the things that's great about our program is uh, we're elephant in the room. We can say whatever. We challenge each other. It's an open forum. I mean, there's us first and then including in a quick turnaround. And sometimes it's going to be a, a talk and, you know, we talk about our areas and then we open the floor and we have intelligent young men in our program. And the more they're empowered and trusted, which they've earned, the more invested they become. And that's what's happened here. So. It's a great quality, and we said that you can be able – you don't have to sugarcoat things. I mean, we, we, we show the film, we talk it out, here's what we're doing well, here's where we're not, and we go. And, um, it's a, and it starts at the top, and I'm talking about our seniors, our captains, our point guards. They can uh, handle that. Um, it's constructive criticism, but all that matters is us making the next jump, and that's, again, a credit to the character of this group. I know you prided yourself on uh, being a defensive program. Now you're facing the statistically the number one defense in the conference. So. Or offense. Or, or what kind of challenge? Well, they're holding, I think, teams with 58 right. points. Oh, in conference, yep. Yeah, so uh, what kind of challenge does this present, you know, being a defensive program going against another defensive program? Well, I, I like to think, and hopefully we can continue to evolve offensively, that we're a well-balanced program. We defend, we rebound, we take care of the ball, we share the ball. Um, we may win the 50-50 battles, all that. Um, the offense is what needs to come, but this is a very good defensive league. I mean, we're one of the better defensive teams in the country, and there's a lot of teams in our league that are right there as well. Irvine's always been there in Santa Barbara. What a great challenge. Um, you know, they have all the ingredients of a team that should be at the top of their league, and that's playing out right now. And they're balanced. They're one of the better offensive teams. They're one of the better defensive teams. They're good on the glass. They have an inside-outside attack. They have veterans in the front court. They have veterans in the back court, and they have shooting. Um, so that's what you got to live for in this situation, that our guys continue to take on the challenge. Can we keep defending like we have? That's going to be harder and harder um, it, as the season goes along. And, but that's what we have to do to make the next jump. And hopefully we can build off the fact that we only took, uh, had nine turnovers the other day um, and kind of go from there. It's still, you know, we still got 12 more league games in conference tournaments. So, uh, we like where we're at. We like where we're headed. Hopefully, we get a little healthier during this stretch and make another push. After the game on uh, Saturday, Coach Beeman talked about the schedule and 
kind of voiced her displeasure with it early on. How, what are your takeaways from this kind of condensed 20-game schedule? Well, you asked me before. I've sh- shared my thoughts, and once a decision's made, I think it's the greatest thing in the world, and then that's where our attitudes are, and that's where our mindset is. Everything's such a mindset deal, and we've had a couple already this year, as you know, with the three tournaments. We had uh, three games in four days in the Diamond Head. We started league four days later, and then after that stretch, which was very tough and challenging, we had you know, the four game, the first of two four-game and eight-day stretches. And I think our guys have handled it well. You know, you have discussions on it before, over the years, and I know it was a unique schedule and anomaly, but once the decision's made, out of sight, out of mind, and you flip the script, and that's what we've tried to do is what a great challenge, which we should live for. And then the other thing, as you guys know, if we can continue to do what we want to do, it, there's going to be harder challenges moving forward. So... Um, I think the guys have done a good job with it. One thing different about Santa Barbara this year, no Amadou, which I'm sure you're happy about after facing him four yeah, years. He, but his, his eighth year was tough to guard. <laughs> <out> and... <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I mean, they seem no worse for the wear as far as the front line. Uh, how, how are the new guys that have stepped in uh, after you graduated? Well, you, well, we talked about earlier, like more specifically, you bring back Norris, who is a year better. Uh, and he's continued to develop, and he's playing at a high level in conference, uh, inside out, shooting the ball really well, getting on the glass, uh, making big plays. And you lose an all-conference guy like So, and they bring in an all-conference caliber guy like Kelly, who's a double-figure scorer in the Pac-12, you know, 15 points, eight boards. And so it's a very formidable front line. And then they, like I already said, they return a lot of their backcourt. Um, so when you can lose a void, you know, lose a guy like So and replace him with a really good player like Kelly. Uh, like I said, that's why they've had the success they've had. <laughs> and that was University of Hawaii men's basketball head coach Iran Ganat. Again, just talking about their matchup tonight versus UC Santa Barbara and debuting their spiffy throwback jerseys. They're going to be really, they're like gorgeous if you haven't seen them on social media but hope to see you guys tonight at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center and as he mentioned so some of the UCSB players to watch uh, it was brought up during that interview where they don't have Amadou So who I know we had to deal with for like the past few years but got to look at Miles Norris the 6'10 220 senior forward and also their new he coach cannot mention there's no Amadou So but the uh, UCSB got Andrew or Andre Kelly who essentially replaced so 69255 forward who is a grad transfer from Cal so that's someone to watch out for as well and then also their point guard it'll be a quite the the test for Jovan McClanahan against AJ Mitchell a 65190 sophomore point guard that is going to be troublesome but i mean when you look at the standings right now so UCSB is at the top of the Big West Conference at 7-1, and one, followed by UC Irvine at UC Riverside and Hawaii at 6-2. But that one loss for UC Santa Barbara came at the expense of UC Riverside. And that was at home. That was at home in Santa Barbara. They did lose by only one point, 65-64 to UC Riverside. But may I remind you that that is who UH recently beat 
beat. We get it. So they recently beat Riverside on the road, 67-63. Still a close game nonetheless, but it's... Hey, it's going to be a relatively even game. It's going to be fun to watch. And I highly suggest you guys come out there to the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Also just announced via social media and ESPN television that Senior Night now will be on ESPN2. Whoa. So big time. So game time Not tip plus. off. Nope. ESPN2. So tip off time has moved up. It, it's usually at 7 p.m., but it's moved up to 5 p.m. Hawaii time and will be on ESPN2. So you know bring your means? signs. And you know what that means? No <laughs> blackout. Because <laughs> if it was on ESPN+, Plus, it'd be blacked out. <laughs> when they play at home, too. When they play yeah. at home. Oh, my goodness. But, yes. they So going to be a fun game tonight. And, again... It's, it's it's so crazy this this season. I've, as I watch these standings and everybody's jam packed, and uh, even like my friends and colleagues on the mainland that cover the Big West too, they're even they're just like this is so insane. Where everyone really in that top four has a legitimate shot, and and this is why they they say take care of your home court, and if you don't take care of your home court, you're you're in big big trouble, and and so. Ooh, it's going to be a fun one down the stretch. Let me tell you something. I'm actually, this is the first time in a long time, been really excited for, for UH men's basketball. Plus, I, I enjoy watching Rako. I was going to uh, say, we and, don't know and, what will happen if it'll be Rako or Ronda yeah. tonight. I don't know. I was it's like, it's, it's it, those it, kinds of games that it can go either way. It gets I don't fun know. Uh, watching uh, on the sidelines. If it's, <laughs> and then I get to like, you know, it's almost a game for me. I was like, is that Rako or is that Ronda? Actually looks like Kule. Yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm, I'm I'm calm, calm, cool, and collected on the side. Yes, you will see me there, and hopefully we get our hands on a throwback jersey pretty soon. If you do, let me know. Yeah. One last note, though, going over to uh, or sticking with UH Sports, the Rainbow Warrior volleyball team did win yesterday, sweeping Queens, but. And it was it's when you look at the score though, it is it seemed relatively close. It's 25-20, 25-21, 25-17. But I need to like I guess give people a heads up that it was they tweeted out yesterday about an hour before the game that Jakob Tella is actually sitting out load management. <laughs> Sorry. Why? Why? <laughs> but y'all could tell it. Nothing's wrong. It didn't seem like anything's wrong. I think he's just, you know, just sitting out these games because they play Queens, Belmont, Abbey, and Barton. So and then they have to prepare to play at Stanford on February 10th. So I'm not sure if he's um, nursing a pre-existing injury yeah, or I think if it's he's. Just, you think it's load management? I think so. Okay, and now I, now volleyball's getting into no, load management. But if you're guys. if you're Jakob Tella and you're playing against these other and I mean Charlie even said it during the it's reps. It the, doesn't matter who you're playing. The it's fundraising reps. dinner, like yeah, but for Jakob, he can play against our own squad and get good reps. Because, That'll be equal to these other teams. Well, geez, if you go to Queens and Belmont, my my bad. We just dumped on your parade. Hey, load management. Gotta volleyball. keep Jakob Tella healthy. Stop it. Oh, Gotta here we go. Healthy. Now just we're load saying. management in every sport. All right, last thing for UH Sports. Also, don't want to forget about the Rainbow Wahine. They also play today, but at UC Santa Barbara today, and that's 5 p.m. Hawaii time. And then on Saturday at CSU Bakersfield, both games you can watch on ESPN Plus, hopefully. 
It's not blacked out, as you were mentioning that. So uh, you can watch the women's game first. Again, that's 5 p.m. today, Hawaii time, and then the men's game at 7 p.m. out at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. We'll be back to wrap things up on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. you guys can see it. We need to get that camera up in here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. A couple of other things before we wrap up our show. As I we were talking about uh, girls basketball earlier, and I forgot to mention and give a huge shout, shout out to the Spectrum Sports team and specifically uh, Thomas for sharing their stats with us. Thomas As- let me tell you something. Thomas <laughs> is the unsung hero of Spectrum Sports. And whenever I'm doing stuff, he always makes sure to give me an extra copy uh, if I'm doing PA to make sure I have like maybe mm-hmm. some quid, you know, like some tips or not tips, but like little stats I can announce. And uh, if I'm doing like radio stuff, he always makes sure I have his stats. And, and so I'm up to date. Bro, that's my yeah. hero. Thomas, you the real MVP. Yeah. So you, every, you're the man. Yeah, all the, the Spectrum Kanoa? crew. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, Felipe, what? Felipe? That, it's all no. about Thomas. Yeah, he's 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 the one in the background. And uh, mahalo to you so much for, for always being so gracious and sharing your stats with us when we have the broadcast on the same same games as Spectrum. So, yeah, just kudos to you. And there's the crew there. They're always really fun to hang out with before the game. And, yeah. It's, no, we're, we're all. Thank a, you, Thomas. Yeah, we're all a family. You know, everyone looks at us like is like competition, but like at the end of the day, we know each other. We, you know, we we all hang out and yeah. we're all friends. You know, first and foremost, and so we make sure we take care of each other. So yeah. that's what we are—a family. It's a yeah. media family, smorgasbord of family, media family. All right, Mahalo. Um, also, to note, uh, can't believe it's been three years since we've lost Kobe Bryant, Gianna, and just the rest of. You went in the helicopter crash. So, what is that face you're making, Alan? I played the wrong song then. Well, I didn't open with the... Yeah, that's my bad. It's okay. You're forgiven. But just wanted to make note of that. Okay, last thing, since we are up against the clock. I have a story to tell everyone again. Uh, (laughs) Have you ever... Okay, Alan, have you ever tried to do something very nice and considerate and to no fault of your own and something happened like you tried to do something nice and considerate for your other half and it just like completely like blew up in your face with um no (laughs) straight up no you know why and and this is why actually well she gets mad at me for it but she understands why i do it now is because simply this i ask her whatever it is she wants or needs and just to tell me so I don't have to try to guess and, and figure things out on my own because I will screw it up every time and I will probably be in whatever <laughs> position you're in right now. No. So this is like, oh, no. this is what you couldn't even anticipate, right? All right. So, <laughs> so he knew, like, he went out to dinner with one of his friends and um, obviously he knew I was going to have a late night because I was out during the broadcast and I usually don't get back home till like after 10 o'clock. And so they went out to eat at a, a, a restaurant in downtown. I won't say the restaurant because 
at the end of the story, I don't want it to seem like I'm bashing their food or anything. Um, so he, but one of the things he brought home was like shrimp, like the big prawns head on and everything. Cause usually I like salt and pepper shrimp. Like if you go to the Chinese restaurant, I love salt and pepper shrimp and I eat the head, I eat the shell, everything. If you don't eat the shell or the head, you don't deserve to eat fish. I mean shrimp. That's the flavor. And so he brought it home and, and it was, there was like other chicken and like tacos and stuff. And then when I got home, he's like, make sure you eat the shrimp. Cause one, yeah, you don't want it to like go bad or anything. And I was like, all right, I ate the shrimp and it was like five, like, big prawns i ate it oh no <laughs> 20 minutes later hives <laughs> and i'm like itchy so like i start getting itchy like i finish eating and then i'm like i start like you know it starts slowly and if you guys have ever gotten hives and i kind of like scratched a little bit thinking it was just like maybe one pimple coming through or something <laughs> but then i'm like oh and then i start kind of and then I feel, oh no! And because it's happened before, it doesn't happen all the time with shrimp. I'm not like deathly allergic. Fortunately, I don't become. Actually, be but, careful though, because you never know which time it will turn into something. That's more. why. But I'll eat. I'll still eat shrimp, and sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes I do get hives. I think it has to deal with if it's the shrimp is a cert like if it's like even a day old per se. Like it's still edible for most people, but maybe there or maybe they don't clean it a certain way. Because yeah, like I'll eat shrimp one day and i'll be fine and then another time i'm not but i just it was like busting oh no out so he felt all bad yeah. and, then the, and then i joke right i'm like why are you trying to kill me <laughs> but so i was just giving him a hard time and oh. it, it was sweet because he's like i know you like the shrimp with like the head and everything i was like i do except, <laughs> except for when i break out in hives and have a have an allergic reaction and, and then jerk. he's like he's like go get the benadryl and take the benadryl i was like okay where is it and he goes and there's like, no benadryl all out yeah, <laughs> Um, so, other half, I, so, I respect what you that's did. That's what I meant. Where it's like you tried to do something nice and it blows up in your face, but in that type of way, it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting the hives. Just wanted to share that little chuckle with you guys. But hope you guys have a good day. For Alamia, I'm Kule Akbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye. Your home for USC Trojans football. KGUAM K236CR Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.